Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, May 6th. I heard a voice. Today's scripture reading is from Galatians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17 from Mike's Amplified Version, which reads, But God had other plans before I was born, drawing a line around me from my mother's womb and calling me by his empowering divine favor with the ultimate goal of revealing his son not just to me, but in me, so that I might be and share the good news among all ethnicities. And what was the first thing I did? Well, it wasn't seeking out human counsel about what to say or do, nor was it making a beeline to Jerusalem to compare notes with those already ministers plenipotentiaries before me. No, I went on pilgrimage to Arabia all by myself. I was looking for a certain Sinai cave. And then I returned to Damascus. This is God's word. I lived a Pharisee, but God had other plans. Thank God, God has other plans. God always has other plans, and our lives are spent finally tuning them in. Although in the case of Saul of Tarsus, one man terror-obsessed persecuting machine, that returning, that realignment happened with seeming instantaneous speed when he literally saw the light. Though, perhaps, as he relates the story in his letter to the Galatians, he lifts the veil on his inner life enough for us to surmise that, yes, Paul was human too, and as such, he required some time and space in which some personal processing took place. Even revelation requires some time and space for receiving it as well as for filtering and processing it. But now, let's tap back into Paul's crowning moment as a witness for Jesus in Acts 26. He continues, One day on my way to Damascus, armed as always with the papers from the high priest authorizing my action, right in the middle of the day, a blaze of light, light outshining the sun, poured out of the sky on me and my companions. Oh, King, it was so bright! We fell flat on our faces. Then I heard a voice in Hebrew, Saul, Saul, why are you out to get me? Why do you insist on going against the grain? I said, who are you, master? The voice answered, I am Jesus, the one you're hunting down like an animal. But now, up on your feet, I have a job for you. I've handpicked you to be a servant and witness to what's happened today and to what I'm going to show you tomorrow and the day after that and after that and after that. I'm sending you off to open the eyes of the outsiders so they can see the difference between dark and light and choose light, see the difference between Satan and God and choose God. I'm sending you off to present my offer of sins forgiven and a place in the family, inviting them into the company of those who begin real living by believing in me. Pause. I lived a Pharisee, but then I heard a voice. 
in Hebrew, no less, while bathed in a literally blinding light. Yeah, that did the trick. Though this is where the story gets a bit tricky, at least between what Paul himself writes here to the Galatians and what Luke writes in his own record of events sometime later, in what we know as the book of Acts. Reading Luke, we would conclude that Paul had three days of processing, quite literally in the dark, and then once the literal scales fell from his eyes, he was off and running and never looked back, immediately showing up at the synagogue on Shabbat in Damascus and preaching up a storm that quickly blew him right out of town after spending certain days with the believers there in Damascus. Then he's off to Jerusalem after many days, where he briefly meets the other apostles for the first time. Paul insists that it was just Peter and James, the Lord's brother, before being blown out of that city over yet another storm of his own making. By Luke's account, Paul is nearly a superhuman juggernaut after three days of disorientation emerging to leap over tall buildings in a single bound, or at least over one wall in Damascus. But in Paul's more autobiographical and vulnerable telling, Luke's certain days becomes three years. And it's not just all business in Damascus. He also takes an excursion into the deserts of Arabia. Many infer, Lucan style, that he was out there preaching to nomad tribes of Arabs or to remote Jewish settlements. All right, maybe. But the only other reference in Galatians to Arabia is when Paul speaks of Mount Sinai, which is why I insert that note here in Mike's amplified version about him looking for a certain cave in Sinai. I postulate that Arabia was more about pilgrimage than preaching, as he journeyed to the place in which both Moses and Elijah encountered God in life-changing ways. I suspect he was looking for the cave and there experienced inner filtration and distillation and perhaps even the full revelation of which he speaks so confidently to the Galatians. Which sequence of events speaks to an essential rule of spiritual life. We can only give what we've received. And ceteris paribus, other things being equal, if we are to receive, we must make room for it. Okay, your turn. If you have margins for today, read or reread Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 31 to take in Luke's full picture of what happened at Paul's encounter with the risen Jesus on that road to Damascus. Compare and contrast with Galatians yourself. See what fresh insights it yields. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. Have you encountered the risen Jesus? like Paul did? If so, what did your encounter look like? How did it impact you? What time and space did you need to process it? Where do you go to process such encounters with Jesus? Where is your cave? I believe, Lord, help my unbelief that I may have courage to cut free from what I have been and gamble on what I can be and on what you might laughingly do with trembling me for your incredible world. Amen.